want youth from Catlin Gable and all over Portland to um, have the broadest experience possible working with the most diverse group of people possible with this idea that if we're really going to change systems and, and train youth how to be leaders of the future, you can't do it in a, a petri dish. You can't do it in a silo. You have to get um, people together and, ex and just experience the world and, and learn how to, the best you can, um, understand and empathize other people's experiences. My name is Rob Van Nood, and you're listening to the second season of Elevate, a podcast about big ideas, little projects, and everything in between. Educators and students share their short, elevator pitch-sized stories to raise your awareness of everything that is going on here at Catlin Gable School. What happens when you bring together a group of students from the Portland metro area and a group from Josephine County in Southern Oregon for two-week cultural exchange? At a time when our country seems more and more factionalized, the Exchange for Change program was devised as a way for urban and rural youth to spend a week in each distinct community to share perspectives, explore differences, understand similarities, and more than anything, build connections and friendships. I had the opportunity to share a Zoom session with students Maya and Ashley, as well as Southern Oregon Exchange for Change leaders Jan Taylor and Adele Garcia, and Portland Exchange for Change leaders George Zaninovich, Lindsay Babbitt, and Crystal Wu. They shared what the program is all about and how its impact still reverberates a year later. Because of poor internet connections, some of the audio in this episode is diminished. We apologize. Hi, my name is Jan, and I was the program director for the Exchange for Change program um, from the Southern Oregon region, from Josephine County. And this is a program that it, it began as a concept about two years ago. There was a, a woman in our local community in Josephine County in the Grants Pass area that actually had a terminal cancer diagnosis. And there were a lot of things that she wanted to finish in her, in her life. And she brought a group of us together one summer and said, um, I'd really like to get an exchange program going where the, the rural students in Josephine County to experience urban Portland. She felt like that was a, a real gap um, that a lot of our students had. This just didn't have an urban experience. And from that initial conversation, the, the concept grew to not only um, have an exchange program that dealt with a, a rural urban connection, but an exchange program that also allowed students a chance to expand their comfort zones, develop their leadership skills, um, and also gave our students a chance to experience a lot of different uh, facets of diversity. And so those were the kind of the, the key concepts that we built around. And a lot of people thought this was a pretty brave venture to bring together 24 high school students that didn't know each other from very, very different parts of the state. And our first challenge was, was finding an urban partner. And we reached out to a variety of different partners, um, met with some interest, some skepticism. And I don't honestly know how we ended up with George in the place. I have lost that in the, in the history of the program. Um, but we ended up with talking to George, um, with Catlin in the place, and George agreed to step up as a partner. With, and, you know, as they say, the rest is history. So that, that's how it started. 
Yeah, uh, this is George from um, Place Program in the Center. And um, yeah, so Adam Davis, who's the executive director of Oregon Humanities and does statewide conversations um, with groups of people or, or did do statewide conversations and they're now uh, Zoom-wide. But um, he uh, introduced um, us and said, you know, I think you all might be a really great match. Um, because we had, with the PLACE program, we have a similar outlook, and that is that we want youth from Catlin Gable and all over Portland to um, have the broadest experience possible, working with the most diverse group of people possible with this idea that if we're really gonna change systems and, and train youth how to be leaders of the future, you can't do it in a, a Petri dish. You can't do it in a silo. You have to get um, people together and, ex and just experience the world and, and learn how to, the best you can um, understand and empathize other people's experiences. And so with the PLACE program, we always try to bring people together um, from around Portland and work towards a common goal, a common community goal. And I think that that really crystallized with this Exchange for Change program because it allowed us to bring these youth from the Portland region and Josephine County together to really gain common understanding and be okay with our similarities and celebrate our similarities and be okay with our differences and, and uh, create strong relationships. And so um, between Jan and Adele on that side and, and myself and Crystal and Lindsay on our side, we just felt like we had this dream team of adults working together um, that couldn't have clicked any better. And then we got 24 incredible youth and we were off. So Jan, I've got a question to go back to what you said uh, at the beginning. You said that there was this gap and there was this interest in having uh, students from rural Oregon have an, a better understanding of, of urban Oregon. Uh, what, what do you think, like why is that necessary? What, what were the needs that you saw in your community or as educators that that would be an important thing to have happen? Um, the, I'm going to go back to, to Linda, who was the, the driving force behind this, and she'd been a, a building principal for many years. And what she saw was when, when students who'd grown up in, in rural Josephine County um, headed off to an urban environment, be it for college or to work, um, it was such a foreign environment that frequently they, they weren't as successful as they could have been. So she felt just giving students a chance um, in, a, in a real safe and kind of structured way to experience an urban environment was a real plus. And then also, um, Josephine County is not very diverse. And we have always felt that there's a need to expose our students to um, more aspects of diversity so they gain appreciation and understanding of differences. So that was, you know, that, that was the original thoughts behind it. Um, and I hope in thinking at it from the other point of view, I really think that the, the students who've grown up in a primarily urban environment, giving them a chance to experience rural Oregon in a rural environment was equally beneficial. Does anybody else want to jump in kind of and talk about the specifics of the experience and what drew you to, to that? We'll start with Ashley or Maya. Ashley, you want to just jump in there? Yeah. Hi. So I'm Ashley. I'm one of the students from Southern Oregon. Um, this program is brought to me through a program that we have called College Dreams at my school, which helps kids who are first generation or low income reach college and get um, scholarships and everything. 
And so my advisor, who is Adele, um, she brought this opportunity to me and basically said that it was two weeks. One week would be in Southern Oregon and the other week would be in Portland. And during those weeks, we would be experiencing life um, in those different environments. So in Southern Oregon, we'd go rafting, zip lining, we'd see redwoods. Like we would be talking about like rural environments, our sense of community, as well as just like nature. And then in Portland, we talk about, you know, gentrification, we talk about like diversity, we talk about just a bunch of different things. We went to go see like street art and the differences between like street art and graffiti. And we just saw like a bunch of different places and had a great time. We also stayed at um, at Portland State University in dorms. And so like we're in downtown Portland where you really just like experience so much of the culture and diversity of Portland. And so just having like Adele brought this opportunity to us and it's one of those things where like immediately for kids who are like lower income, a lot of us just kind of thought that like this experience, we were gonna have to pay a lot to experience it. And so it didn't really seem like a possibility to go on such an amazing trip. And then that's when they brought up the point that like it was free. So it didn't, I didn't have to pay anything to experience this. And that was like such an, uh, a great opportunity for so many of the students because we got to have such a diverse group, you know, from different socioeconomic standpoints in order to like experience this. So Ashley, can you share a little bit about um, what is f for you before you went on, you know, on, on this trip or this opportunity opened up for you? Tell us a little bit about kind of your your life in uh, Josephine County. You know, what's what's your community like? What's your kind of maybe daily experience? And this opportunity opened up, but was what was like the driving force for you to get really involved with it? Yeah. So. Um... The driving force for me was that I'm always like, so I have uh, a panic disorder. I have really, really bad anxiety. And in order to try and like overcome that a lot of the time, I have to try and push myself to do things that I know I want to do, but that I really wouldn't do because I'm so like afraid of it. And so when I talked to my parents about this trip and how I thought it was like going to be such an amazing opportunity, they kind of told me that like, clearly it's going to be two weeks away from home. I'm not going to know anyone except for my advisor. And like, I'm going to be experiencing a lot of things that I haven't experienced before without like my parents too. Cause I'm, I'm a homebody. I'm really close with my parents. And that's kind of how like Josephine County is. We're all really, really close, like to the people who we know and the connections we have. And so just being completely out of my element is terrifying, but that was also the draft in force because I knew that like the point of the program was to get out of your comfort zone and to experience things with a diverse group of people. Maya, you want to talk a little bit about your experience? Uh, yeah, so I'm Maya and I go to Catlin, so I'm from the Portland group. And so for me, I initially like heard about it. Well, I heard about it occasionally, um, the program in assemblies, but then Crystal reached out to me and that's what really like got me to look into it further. And so I read like automation seemed like a really cool, um, I just, um, am also kind of like, Ashley, I have 
some like social anxiety problems. And so it was just like a really cool way to also push me out of my comfort zone. And just, I think in Portland, sometimes it feels like a lot of people, like obviously like everyone's different, but it feels like there's kind of a more common like opinions or like views like politically and that sort of thing. Like there isn't a ton of city, um, at least in my experience. And like at Catlin too, it's kind of a similar thing. Like there's a lot of similarities. So it's just a really cool way to get to know like people who are different from me and like don't live in Portland. And then also just like all the things we were doing seemed like super fun and lots of new, like exciting experiences for me. Does anybody want to talk a little bit about maybe some of the preconceived ideas that either group had about the other group? Um, I think, you know, Oregon definitely has this urban rural divide and my understanding is it's there's some pretty distinct both political economic you know there's there's a lot of divide there so i'm really curious about before jumping into these uh experiences what what did you think about what you're going to experience with the other group or did you have preconceived notions that potentially ended up shifting kind of open it up to anybody <laughs> ashley go ahead okay so um I've like talked about this several times before when kind of like advocating for this program. But in the first week when all of us students became friends, we asked one another like, hey, what were you expecting in you know the other location? And for the seven northerners, we expected all of the Portland kids to be super rich. We expected them all to have like kind of like rainbow hair, very like pride this, pride that like very like democratic liberal like like just pride flags everywhere and we expected um kind of like a lot of hostility and that was just because like obviously when you don't know when you don't know about something or someone it becomes very scary and very very stereotypical and so you like kind of if if people are on a spectrum we just assume that like they're going to be the most extreme people on the planet because we don't know anything about them and we asked them um we asked them to like basically what they thought of us and they said that you know they expected us to be wearing all camo and have you know confederate flags and guns in all of our hands and you know stuff like that and so they thought we were definitely going to be like super you know yeehaw but honestly like being able to see each other and being like okay you're wearing the same clothes as i am you know you have the same sense of family and community you have really strong values they may be different than mine but like overall we had so many similarities and all of the students were really really like on the trip. like all of us were terrified that we weren't going to make friends and so having that talk and sitting down and being like oh okay really like all of us aren't that different. It was a really good way to break all of those stereotypes. Maya, do you want to speak a little bit to the experience from people from Portland and some some of the uh, preconceived notions? I mean, is that true that everybody thought that people were going to be wearing camo and? Um, I mean, I didn't talk like a lot, or like before, I didn't talk a lot about that type of thing with um, the people from Portland, especially because a lot of them were new to me too. So like, I didn't really get the chance to have conversations like that before. Like we'd met them, and already our preconceived notions had been most in most cases like disproven. 
or I don't even really know what other people's were, but um, mine definitely weren't as intense as um, like Ashley's were. I just, I didn't really actually have that. I don't know. I always wish I had a better answer to this question because I think like this is a really cool thing that the program does is it just brings different people together and you can, I think in life a lot like people have all these preconceived notions about each other. And so I think like it's a really cool message about that. So I wish I had like some really cool answer, but um, I didn't really, I tried to come into it like not thinking a lot about like what I thought they were going to be like and not really having preconceived notions just to try and like get to know them for who they were, what I thought they were going to be. But I guess the biggest one would probably just be like more conservative, like political views than in Portland, which is very liberal. So I'd like to bring Adele in. Adele, if, can you share a little bit about the work you, you're doing? And I'm curious, uh, Ashley mentioned that you were instrumental in kind of helping to bring her in. What kind of messaging were you giving when the program started to encourage kids to come? Did you have like, a lot of kids wanted to come right away? Or was it just a trickle? Or, you know, what's what's been the reaction in what you've been doing? So I am Adele. I work for College Dreams, and I actually work with Jan. I've been there about two years now, and I'm an advisor actually out at one of the county schools here in Josephine County, and we were given a small number of slots to fill, um, and it was given up to each advisor to choose how you chose to fill those slots, and since there was such a small number and it was such a big program, I kind of pinpointed certain kids on my caseload that I was like, I think would fit perfect in this situation or benefit from this situation. Um, so I think I actually only offered it to about five students on the total caseload with Ashley and two other students being the five. Um, two ended up not being able to do it because of time things. So it went to the three that were chosen. And yeah, I really just went in of like, who can handle a situation like this? I guess um, you needed people who were pretty outgoing but also pretty open-minded. And I approached, I believe every conversation like that of like laying out how the program was gonna run and that you needed to be comfortable having boundaries pushed and having kind of your fears explored um, is how I looked at this whole program. Um, so yeah, I kind of hand-selected <laughs> students. <laughs> um, so I can't attest to how the interest was because I did not offer it to all of my students, but. <laughs> How about Crystal and Lindsay? You, neither of you have spoken. One of you want to talk a little bit about w what it was like to try to onboard some people? Yeah, well, I was just going to say, um, based on what, sorry, I'm Crystal. I um, have been teaching at Catlin for four years now, and I was one of the Portland side leaders um, with George and Lindsay. And one thing I was thinking about, Maya, when you were speaking, about the going into the experience um, with this open-minded attitude and Adele you just spoke about that too is I think one of the things we did as we were ramping up to get ready to go on the um, two-week experience is we had I think at least two pre-trip meetings um, where it was really about trying to build like a sense of cohesive community amongst the Portland youth because the Portland kids came from several different schools. Um, we did have, you know, a, a pretty good sized Catlin Gable contingent, but we had students from um, different schools in the Portland area. So as Maya said, and even 
you know, if you come from the same school, you're not necessarily good friends with those students. And so how could we create a small sense of community with those 12 before we embarked on this two week journey and met 12 new students. And like everyone's talking about really pushed people's boundaries. Um, and one thing I know we talked about a lot on the Portland side, and I think this is true in the Josephine County side as well, was the importance of being good guests. So when we were in Southern Oregon, we talked a lot about, okay, things might be different. Again, like we don't really know what we're going to expect, but these people are hosting us. And so you are the best guest possible. And so we talked about like, what does that mean to be a good guest? Um, and we, you know, means coming with an open mind. It means eating the food that you're offered, you know, within reason. <laughs> um, it means like trying things that you might not try on your own normally. It means being outside your comfort zone. It means engaging in small talk, like all these things that you do if you go to someone's house for dinner, but now we're asking you to do it for a week, you know, away from home. And then on the flip side, when they came, when the Josephine County students came to Portland, it was like, all right, y'all have to be hosts now. So how can you be great hosts and what does that look like? Um, and that felt like a really important way to frame the time. Um, and I know it may, it helped me have a really open mind and kind of just like shut, like shove aside any of the preconceived notions I might've had because I was just there to learn and I had a different orientation. I wasn't there to get, um, I wasn't, I was just there to learn and listen and receive like a guest. Um, and it was really powerful. Lindsay, did you want to add to any of that? Yeah, um, so I'm Lindsay. I work in the outdoor education program at Catlin Gable, um, and I was the third leader on the Portland side. Um, and I think that um, the, yeah, like Crystal's talking about, the experience of being hosted was just really incredible. I think one thing that stuck with me most from our experience in Josephine County was um, the dinners that we had every night were provided by local service clubs so we had like the Kiwanis Club I believe was it the Lions Club some different um, local clubs that Jan reached out to um, and folks just came um, out to the Siskiyou Field Institute where we were staying and cooked us these amazing dinners and some breakfasts um, and I think that gave me just a such a strong sense of community um, of where we were I think um, you know, thinking about Portland and my connections, like I don't feel connected to local service clubs in that way here. And uh, I think it hadn't even really occurred to um, Crystal and George and I to have meals sort of um, provided by local groups. We were more thinking like, oh, let's take students to food carts or, or, you know, try different types of food that they might not have access to in a more rural area. But the experience of being served by these, um, members of the community who were just so excited to talk to us and learn from us and about us. And we were excited to learn from them. I think that was really powerful. So Maya and Ashley, what did it feel like when the groups first came together? Like what was the experience for you in that first meeting? Um, so basically when we all got to Suzuki Field Institute, that was like the same place. Like that was the place where we started out. Um, all of us kind of originally stuck with the people from our school. Like whether or not we knew the people, we knew that we had similarities being at the same school. And so like the girls that I were, was with, like I wasn't friends with either of them at the time, but we just found ourselves like sitting together at the same table because we were so like afraid of not making friends or like just afraid of 
I don't know, like the possibilities of, of, I don't know, meeting new people who maybe you didn't like. And so we were like really, really scared. And then like uh, Jan had us do this um, kind of like boundary breaker, icebreaker activities for the whole first day. And so we were learning to like laugh with one another because of just like the games that we were doing in the activities. And then she had us do this puzzle one where we each like had a puzzle piece and we wrote down things that we liked, whether it was like sports, like a role model in our lives, like something we like to do. And we're writing all of this down and then we had to find, or like we found someone who shared the same connection. And so we found similarities and differences in all of us. And we created like this giant puzzle piece and this giant picture out of the puzzle pieces that we had to show that like we're all different, but our diversity makes us unified. And so it was really, really interesting and cool to see that like we were all really afraid of becoming friends and we were all really afraid of like, you know, stepping out of our comfort zone. But all of us were honestly really in the same boat. And and all of us joined the program because we wanted to like learn and we wanted to we wanted to learn about new experiences and, and new people and, and meet a diverse group, have these really intelligent conversations about, you know, race, religion, socioeconomic status, politics was, you know, a big one. And so being able to kind of like start those conversations and to be able to just kind of like very easily and comfortably know that we're all in the same position was really, really helpful. And I think that the connection that we made on the first day is what set the whole rest of like the trip on track because we already had made such a like good connection on the first day that we were able to have these really like authentic deep conversations on our own terms. Like the the advisors never like pushed us to have these conversations. They just made sure that like we were comfortable enough with each other that everything came super naturally and it was really great. So did you find yourself after that first day pretty easily moving into, you know, sitting with other people like right away? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, and we had this thing called circle every night. So we had like a campfire and we would have a speaking rock and we would go about, like go around and talk about what we were feeling, what our favorite part of the day was, stuff like that. And all of us, you know, opened up about the fact that we were, you know, really nervous at first. And then all of a sudden, all of us just came out of our shells, like at the same time. And so, yeah, we were sitting with new people. We were talking to new people, like, and we just, we had a really great time. And, and in Southern Oregon too, um, we were like camping in these years. And so there was a boys year and a girls year. So we had like all had bunk beds. So all the girls are sleeping in the same area. And we were like, you know, by the end of the first night, we were all sharing snacks like braiding each other's hair, you know, playing board games together, like doing all this stuff just because we got so comfortable already. So Maya, how about tensions? So Ashley's kind of talking about things opening up. Were there also times where it felt like there were there were tensions where the topics that came up that it felt like, ooh, I, I don't know if we're, you know, we can make it through this. I can't think of anything that was like, it felt like we couldn't make it through it. Like anything um, that sort of came up, it felt more like, I think everyone who came into the program was really, like Ashley said, like wanting to learn something and want to experience. So any sort of like bump in the road that we encountered, I think a lot of people saw more of a learning opportunity 
or something to build off of. Um, so it never really felt like there's nothing that was like, you know, the end of it or like anything really intense like that. Um, there's one night where we had like something happened with one of the kids, sort of like a, a restorative justice circle that was definitely very intense and like something I've never been a part of. A really cool thing to be a part of in the end. It made like everyone a lot closer and it was just like a really cool and interesting experience. Jan, I'm curious from your point of view, as this session of kids came together, watching it all evolve, were there moments that you felt like this was the right thing? I'm so happy we're making this happen. Was there kind of like a synergy that began and just curious about the experience you had around that? Yeah, um, definitely. We were kind of going into the great unknown. Um, You know, I've been in education for a lot of years, but this was stepping out of my comfort zone, too, and trying something new. Um, And I wasn't at all sure, you know, how it was all going to come together. But, you know, like Ashley said, at the at the end of the first night, I felt like we had something pretty magical forming already after one day. And I guess my only real curiosity was, you know, could we sustain it over 10 days? Um, and it just really seemed like, like every day the, the connections got stronger and the kids became closer, which was just incredibly gratifying. Um, and I guess at the end of 10 days, my, my thoughts were, can we sustain this for 10 days? It was sustained and it continued to grow, at least from, from my perspective. Um, it was just, uh, I, I think back, you know, why it was so successful, and I, I think maybe three things. Um, I think we had really good planning. You know, it was, it was well-structured, well-thought-out. Um, I think the adults that, that were involved with it all really respected each other and had a lot of confidence in each other's ability. But the most important thing was we just had 24 absolutely amazing students um, that's, that's probably when, you know, we had planned to do it again this year. Uh, of course, we're not able to because of the restrictions, but I just hope that, you know, when we do get to do it again, we can have 24 students like we had at this group. They were, they were just phenomenal. There's no other word for them. George, so from your point of view, from the work that you were doing and what you were hoping would come out of this, this uh, program, what were your reflections afterward? What, what were your thoughts about it? Obviously, you're offering it again. Hopefully, it will happen this August. But uh, what were your thoughts after the first one? Yeah, so unfortunately, we decided it was in the best interest of everyone to cancel the August trip. But um, we are partnering with College Dreams on an earlier program uh, in the summer. So we're planning on having students from actually all over the state do a community design uh, project around the future of school. And so we're super excited that the partnership is continuing um, slightly differently. We didn't want to call it exchange for change and and be remote because uh, it was too good. So I would say that my reflections are that quite honestly, it, you know, I've been a teacher for 20 years now and and it was just about the most special experience I've been a part of. and, you know, we've talked a lot about the students and the 24 students gelling and having an open mind. And that's absolutely true. I also just really appreciate the adults. Like we were, we spent a lot of time getting to know each other beforehand. So in a way we sort of modeled uh, the connection for the students. We took a visit down to Southern Oregon um, and we got to be guests and we were hosted. Um, we, they came up here uh, and hung out in Portland and, 
um, you know, we had some really interesting conversations around safety. Like we worked through some of our own stuff. We didn't know each other. We didn't know each other as facilitators. We didn't know each, we didn't, we hadn't seen each other around students. And so we got to work through some of our own stuff around our perceptions of, of what's as adults of what people in Southern Oregon might be like and, and their perceptions of safety in the big city. And, <laughs> and so we, we decided to not shy away from those conversations early on. And so um, when I reflect on it, I think about the time with the students. I think about the open-mindedness, the learning. I also think about the willingness of educators to push beyond their comfort zones and how we ask students to do that every single day. And we are not asked to do that often. And both five that were willing to do that really helped uh, shape the program. I learned a lot from that part of it. So thank you all, all, the, all of you. As a final question, I was hoping both Maya and Ashley, but anybody else could jump in as well. I'm really curious, a year later, are the impacts of that experience still part of your life? Do you think about it? Um, do you think about the world differently? You know, what, what are the impacts that have carried on for you since last year? Basically, yeah, absolutely. I still think about it all the time. And like, not only do I think about the experiences that we went through, but also the people. And just like, I've never met such a welcoming group of people before. And so, I mean, a lot of the students, I still talk to them on a daily basis. Like, and, you know, the Portland kids, whenever they, you know, try to come to visit Southern Oregon, we always kind of see each other. And same thing with, like, you know, the Southern Oregon kids, when we go to Portland for any reason, there's not a lot of times where um, they'll see each other as well because of the fact that, like, the friendships that we made over the span of the two weeks, they were, they were genuine and they were real. And, and we, we got to have a lot of deep discussions that you don't typically get to have with like strangers you know what I mean and so you know having this experience with them have has really made a, a long-lasting connection with all of us and I mean there are times where you know I'm upset or I'm stressed and and I think about just like the people who care about me and honestly like I can without a doubt say that all of the people on this Zoom meeting do really care about me you know all the people who have just talked today like they you know they've George has emailed us before and just like checked in and see how we're doing and Adele will text me and, and Jan just like make sure that everything's okay and she gives me so many amazing opportunities and mine's just like a sweetheart and so you know what I mean like we just talk to one another so much already and, and I mean if any of these people needed something from me I would drop everything to help them and that's how it is with all the people on the trip because we made such genuine connections. I mean, by the end of the two weeks, all of us were crying as we were in each other because it was just so, so real and so like long lasting. Just by looking at every single adult on the Zoom meeting, everyone has a big smile on their face. <laughs> Clearly, those are the kind of the results that are uh, really endearing and, and, you know, very, very heartwarming to hear. Uh, Maya, what about you? Yeah, I definitely, like Ashley, I definitely still think about it a lot. It was a really um, impactful and powerful experience for me. And kind of what Lindsay was saying earlier, it was really just like beautiful to see all these people like come together and from the people who made us all these meals and 
than to like all the kids who were there and you could tell that they all just really cared and they all wanted to get to know people and they were all just super caring and nice and friendly and it was just really cool to have this experiment experience with like so many wonderful people and just such a really great community that we built so that part I definitely think about a lot and then I still talk to a lot of the kids like I texted Ashley I think we were texting like a week ago and I talked to Eden um a couple a couple days ago I think and so I definitely still talk to the people and I still care about them a lot and I don't know it was just like a really cool experience and I think something that I'll take you know through the rest of my life and it was just also a really cool way to push myself and then see like you know that turned out well and I can you know continue to try new things and it was just a really great um like experience and moving forward hopefully I'll take the things I learned with me anybody actually I'll open it up to the you know last thing if anybody wants to say uh a, a kind of a final remark or share some a final experience before we we end this so Lindsay go ahead thanks um yeah, I just wanted to share a bit of the impact for me as an educator. I think I grew so much as an educator from this experience. And um, like Ashley said before, like every adult here and every student here and in the group, like I learned something from everyone. And I think the um, restorative justice that Maya was referring to, um, that was a really powerful experience for me as an educator to be a part of that circle that we did when when there was some conflict in the group and see how we could move through it together and how um, sincere everyone took, er, how sincerely everyone took that situation and um, how thoughtful everyone was. Um, and yeah, it's definitely been something I've thought about a lot throughout this school year and how I can, um, how I can progress in my own practice as an educator learning, using some of the things I learned um, in this, in this experience. Um, and I think specifically as an outdoor educator, um, traveling to Southern Oregon and then experiencing the community in the way we did was so different from what we normally do on outdoor trips. You know, we usually get in the bus, we drive somewhere, we go to a trailhead or a put-in in a river or something, we recreate. You know, sometimes we'll do a land acknowledgement and talk about like Native American, Indigenous people and, and the history and present of the land there. But we don't often connect with people who live there and the communities that um, you know rely upon the recreation income that we're bringing in or the ranchers or the um, just people who are living in any of these more rural areas in Oregon that I frequently bring students to. And so it's made me think a lot about how I can be more intentional about um, how we're connecting with the areas that we're visiting in the outdoor program. Anybody else? Crystal, George, Adele, you want to, Adele, you want to? Say last thing. Yeah, I think similar to what Lindsay just said, I also learned a lot as an educator. But I think I really want to start out with this whole experience almost felt so surreal. I don't know if anyone else felt that way because I think back on it and I'm just like, that really happened. I was there. I got to experience that. I got to see those kids grow and learn while I also grew and learned, grew and learned with them. Um, so it was like just an, so amazing. And I'm brand new. I'm a pretty new professional into the education world. So it was also super amazing for me to get to learn from so many experienced educators and see it firsthand and get to take those tips and trips, tips and tricks back. And then I've also learned that a lot of 
the group activities and the way we moderated things, I went back and did that with my middle schoolers because I was struggling with it and I didn't realize I was struggling with it until I was there in that setting and I got to see that firsthand and experience it and learn and grow and go back and use it in my daily life. So I think in the biggest way, it has impacted me in the best way and professionally as well. So it's just amazing. I can never sing its praises high enough. I mean, something that I've been thinking a lot about, you know, Rob, that at Calton Gable, we talk a lot about experiential learning and why it matters. Um, and I think Exchange for Change was the perfect example of experiential learning, not just because we were doing cool stuff like rafting and zip lining and like being outdoors, although that was an amazing part of the time, but I think actually like the experience of being with each other and learning from people in relationship. Like when I actually think back on the moments that stick with me that like warm my heart, it's like these little in-between moments, like these conversations that we were, while we were waiting for people to zip line, like these like moments, like we went to the Rose Garden in Portland and we were like playing in the fountain, like these little moments like that were just experiences. And I think the, the deep lifelong learning and memories that are formed in those times, um, and actually, to be honest, during this pandemic, so much of what, what I've been thinking about as an educator that gets me through a time like this is remembering the bonds and the kind of communities that we saw form during those two weeks, because it gives me hope <laughs> during a time that feels pretty hopeless and isolated, that as humans, given the right structure and the right container and the right mentors and the right kind of magical time and place like that community can honestly just bloom like almost out of nothing um and yeah it just really gives me hope so i look around this my zoom screen and i'm just so grateful for all of you because really it feels like having those memories are something that make me feel like we'll get on the other side of this and like at some point we'll physically be together again <laughs> go ahead george <laughs> I agree um, with everything that everyone is saying. Um, and I think as an educator, it reminded me the importance of relation, relational approaches, but with obviously solid boundaries and then taking time to do it. So not just having that approach, but prioritizing it. And you know, we had a day in Portland where we had, so we had 12 students from Portland, 12 students from Southern Oregon and 30 students from Iraq. And we were all hanging out all day and, um, you can't think of, you know, more diff desperate experience, life experiences and maybe those, those three groups um, coming together. And by creating time and space for people to get to chat and hang out and um, learn from one another um, was just such a strong under that we need to do that in our curriculum and in our, with our with our content and as educators we need to prioritize relationships and we need to prioritize i think more importantly the time that it takes to create relationships because that's where the blooming happens like you were saying still it takes it takes time and it takes dedication to it and um i'm just so appreciative for this whole group of 30 we're all dedicated to it i don't know if we knew that that was our mission but it kind of became our mission um as we as we were going through it so we started off with you, Jan. I wanted to leave the last word for you if you want to share kind of a last last thought. Oh gosh, I don't know if I have anything incredibly profound to share. Um, I, I love what Crystal said. I, I think maybe that's that's what I'm feeling the strongest too, and that 
this is a time where I think I'm really grieving a loss of community in so many ways. Um, and, and like Crystal said, I, I think reflecting back on what we were able to create in, in two weeks does give me hope that when we emerge from this, we are going to restore our sense of community um, and the connections we have with each other. And I think that's the, that was the strongest point of our, our E4C program were just the incredible connections that, that were created among the students and among the adults that led it. Well, thanks everybody. It's, this is a really a great, both a great program, obviously, and a great story. And I, I think at this time, like you're all saying, um, people are really looking for those things that will make them smile and, and realize what the power is in education. How can we make something like that happen for everybody? It would, that's where maybe we should be putting our, our funding. But um, I really appreciate you all taking the time and, and coming and sharing the story. I think everybody's going to really, really like this. And I think hopefully it will ex help expand um, the reach of what you've been doing and encourage other people to get involved. Thanks a lot, Rob. Thank, Thank you, Rob. Mm -hmm. Thanks. So Rob, nice to see you all. So, so good to see you all. <laughs> Stay safe and healthy, okay? Thanks for listening to this episode of Elevate. If you have questions, ideas, or want to share your story, please send us an email. Elevate at catlin.edu.